Welcome to Now on Netflix, your guide to what is coming up that you must know about. Usually we tell you what's premiering that week, but this week we're telling you about the whole year. I'm Jessica Shaw from Sirius XM, and he's the one who has all the intel to Doom.com executive editor, Henry Goldblatt. Hi, Jessica. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. First of all, I know there is a big preview of 2024 on Doom.com, so tell me about it. Yes. Netflix is releasing its biggest year preview ever. They're combining TV shows and movies for the first time, and it's a three-minute trailer that features over 30 titles, like teasers and some dialogue and some really, really fun scenes. And you can find it on nextonnetflix.com. The whole campaign is called Next on Netflix. And there's some really, really exciting stuff and a lot of shows and movies that we're going to be talking about today, Jessica. Okay, so of all of these projects, what have you seen? I've had the fortune of seeing the first four episodes of Bridgerton season three. The first batch is coming out May 16th, and the second batch is coming out June 13th. And they're delightful for any fan that is super excited about Bridgerton. I think you're going to enjoy them. This season features the love story between Penelope, played by Nicola Coughlin, and Colin Bridgerton, played by Luke Newton. And we start out, Colin has been away for a few months, and he comes back with all sorts of swagger. And Penelope has decided that this is the year that she's going to settle down. And Colin ends up tutoring Penelope in how to find a suitor. And things develop from there, let's just say. How do things go with the whole Lady Whistledown of it all? So she and Eloise, who knows her secret, seem to have a very uneasy peace as we enter these episodes. And Eloise finds a new friend in a surprising person. Ooh. So Henry, I am beyond excited for this new season of Bridgerton. The one person who might be more excited is my daughter. And when I mentioned to her that you had seen the first four, she sent me seven questions that I'm just going to fire at you. And you can either answer them or just say no comment. One, is Penelope looking for a love match or just someone her mother approves of? of class-wise. Penelope's looking for a love match. Will Eloise expose Penelope? That is a really, really good question. I applaud your daughter and not one that I can answer. When does Colin realize his feelings for Penelope? Let's just say you're not going to have to wait a long time for that to happen. Does the friendship between Eloise and Penelope survive? Your daughter's going to have to watch to find out. Is there a continuance of the Kate Anthony love story? You're definitely going to see some more of Kate and Anthony for sure. And those scenes are very, very sweet. And I think people will appreciate them and enjoy checking in on how they're doing. Wonderful. Which couple would you say is the most popular or favorite around Netflix? Your daughter, you'd think that she was a daughter of a journalist, the way she's asking these questions. It's so impressive. I don't think there's a uniform favorite character. I can tell you who my two favorite characters are, which is Eloise and Benedict. Her last one, will Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton get a larger plot line? as to their history. Jessica, give your daughter a Pulitzer right now. That's all I want to say. So for people who watched Queen Charlotte, the prequel to Bridgerton, there were some seeds planted in Queen Charlotte that pay off very, very nicely in season three. The one other thing I should mention about this show is that Penelope and Colin are not the only ones looking for love interests this season. Francesca Bridgerton, who's going to be played by a new actress named Hannah Dodd, she makes her debut and she has a couple suitors of her own. Oh, I'm so excited. Anything else we need to know about this new season or can you tease what we're going to see? You will see a very, very nice scene between Penelope and Colin on Next on Netflix and there is a needle drop, I believe it's the fourth episode, that's going to have everybody talking. Oh, 
I cannot wait. Okay, from Bridgerton, which as you said, part one out May 16th, part two out June 13th. Let's talk about another series that was one of my absolute favorites. It was in our top 10 shows of the year, and that is The Diplomat, season two. What do we need to know? The Diplomat is indeed coming back in 2024. And I think the big news that broke last week is that Allison Janney is going to be joining the show in a recurring role as Vice President Grace Penn. This represents a reunion of sorts um, between Allison and series creator Deborah Kahn, who worked on West Wing. And who doesn't love the Janney in a political role? As if I could not be more excited for this upcoming season to bring in Allison Janney, the fact that the ticket on this show is Michael McKean playing President Rayburn and Allison Janney playing Vice President Penn, is that not the dream ticket? <laughs> it really is. So we're going to find out what happened after that really thrilling and jaw-dropping finale. Series creator Deborah Kahn promised we will get the answers that we are looking for in terms of what happened after that explosion. Any intel about when we might be seeing this? Unfortunately, I don't have any intel, Jessica, but in the next on Netflix trailer, there's a really nice scene with Carrie Russell that you'll want to check out. I think one of the big questions is, will we be seeing Rufus Sewell as Hal? Because there were some explosive things, shall we say, that went on in the final moments of season one. Absolutely. You'll have to wait to find that out. Let's talk about another series that people were utterly obsessed with when it came out, Squid Game. We finally get to see season two this year. Yes, and the next on Netflix trailer, you have to wait till the final moments of the trailer for a little clip of a scene that's going to be in season two. It's the first look of anything in season two, and it feels ominous. That's all I'm going to say. I want you all to watch for yourselves. This series is so interesting to me because clearly people knew that this was going to be tremendously successful, but it did feel like it came out of nowhere for a lot of viewers. And then all of a sudden, it was the only thing people were talking about. Not only was it a huge hit on its own, it has spawned a unscripted show that we've talked about, Squid Game The Challenge. There's also Squid Game The Live Experience here in LA that people can go and play a couple games and I promise you live through it. You do not die if you walk into the experience, but that's a lot of fun. You can go to todoom.com for more details on that. And so this season, without revealing too much, we know that Player 456 does make it out alive and sort of bent on revenge. And so we're going to see how that plays out in season two. What's really nice is the creative team from season one is back. So director Wang Dong Hyuk, who won an Emmy for his work on season one, will direct and executive produce all of season two. That's amazing. I mean, listen, when you have a winning team, by all means, go for it. Do you feel like this season will inspire all sorts of new challenges for Squid Game The Challenge? A hundred percent. And what I liked about Squid Game The Challenge is, and we talked about this, Jessica, they incorporated some challenge from the source of truth, and then they made up their own challenges as well. And I like the confluence of both. I imagine that we'll have some new challenges in season two. I cannot wait. I wanted to ask you about a couple of series that will have their final seasons this year on Netflix, one being Cobra Kai and the other Umbrella Academy, both very beloved series. What do you know about these final seasons for these two shows? I think what's going to please fans is that both of these shows are wrapping up on their own terms. We all hate shows getting canceled and we all hate like when a show just doesn't nail a finale because the producers don't have time to put it together properly. These shows have been gearing up for these final seasons, and I can't wait to see what they deliver. The creators of Cobra Kai wrote a letter to fans, and they talk about how they were so thrilled to be able to revisit this series all these years later, and how that's been such a gift, and they really want to tie it up in a bow. This show I have loved so much. Sometimes when there's a property that you revisit later on, that many years later, it's like, oh, can you capture the magic? And this show so absolutely did, and you can just tell how much Ralph Macchio and Bill 
Billy Zapka, or sorry, William as he's known now, William Zapka. Back in the 80s, he was Billy. How much the two of them love playing off each other. Absolutely. Their chemistry is just lightning in a bottle. How about Umbrella Academy? Umbrella Academy ended with a big cliffhanger and twist last season in the form of a new timeline dictated by the family patriarch, Reginald. The big news for the season, or one of the biggest piece of news, is that the husband-wife team of Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally are joining the series. I love watching them individually as actors. I love watching them together. There's some really excellent episodes of Parks and Recreation from back in the day. So they have great chemistry, and I look forward to seeing that. I can't wait to see what is up on next on Netflix on those two shows as well. Shall we move on to movies? Yes, let's move on to movies. I am so excited for this. The film is Damsel. It stars Millie Bobby Brown as Princess Elodie, What should we know about this and what are we going to see? You will not have to wait long to see this movie. It comes out March 8th, about six weeks away. And Millie Bobby Brown stars as the titular damsel who agrees to marry a prince only to find out it's a horrible, horrible trap. The family that recruited her is using her as a sacrifice to repay an ancient debt. And so she's thrown into a cave, has to fight monsters and a fire-breathing dragon to save her life. This cast, Jessica, is incredible. As we mentioned, Millie Bobby Brown, Angela Bassett, Robin Wright, Ray Winstone. I can't wait. I also love that Angela Bassett plays the princess's stepmother and that Robin Wright is the mother-in-law. I mean, imagine having the two of them in your family. That would make one interesting Thanksgiving dinner. That is very true. Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F., that's Axel Foley if you don't know, coming out this summer. It has been three decades, Henry, since we have seen this guy. I can't believe it's been 30 years, Jessica. Like, where did the time go? Yes, he is back, and he's teamed up with a new partner in the form of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But never fear, some of his old pals are going to be back as well, including Billy, who's played by Judge Reinhold, and Taggart, who's played by John Ashton. And they're turning up the heat and uncovering a conspiracy. I am so excited for this. It makes me so happy that they are bringing back a lot of that old gang with Judge Reinhold and John Ashton. I just think the chemistry was so electric with all of them. I mean, apparently they just ad-libbed half the movie when the first movie came out. It's just going to be so fun to revisit these characters. And this is coming out in summer 2024. And it's going to be one of the biggest movies of the summer, I would imagine. Did you know that Beverly Hills Cop, the original movie, was nominated for an Oscar? Jessica, I did not. What was it nominated for? Take a guess, Henry. It's funny, because had you said a SAG award, I would have assumed for stunts. Jessica, I am not sure. Costumes. Best original screenplay. Oh, who knew? I mean, you knew, apparently. Well, I had to look it up. By the way, the original movie is streaming now on Netflix, so if you need to do your homework of three decades ago, then you can watch that before the new movie, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F., comes out this summer. Henry, there's a reunion that has been waiting to happen. Tell us about Back in Action. Of all the movies Netflix is releasing this year, this is the one I'm kind of looking forward to the most. This represents a reunion between Cameron Diaz and Jamie Foxx, who last starred together in the 2014 remake of Annie. And Jamie Foxx and Cameron Diaz play married former CIA agents who are called back into action and have their kids in tow. The teaser that's in the next on Netflix trailer is just fantastic and fun and everything you want from the two of them. They have such electric chemistry. This is Cameron Diaz's first on-screen role in 10 years and so great to see her. You fall in love with her all over again because you just remember what a charming and charismatic actress she is and she just really pops off the screen. I love that she came out of retirement for this project. It just speaks to how much she wanted to work with her former co-star Jamie Foxx. 
Totally. And rounding out this cast is Kyle Chandler and Glenn Close. And it is directed by Seth Gordon and written by Seth Gordon and Brendan O'Brien, who worked together on Neighbors. I have to say, when you were mentioning the cast, you neglected to mention Andrew Scott, hot priest. I know he's also been All of Us Strangers and should have been nominated for an Oscar and all of those things, but I only refer to him as hot priest. Another hot priest alert. We aren't even talking about the show today, but we will in a future episode. Netflix has a series called Ripley coming out later this year with Andrew Scott, hot priest, playing Ripley, and it is based, of course, on the same source material as The Talented Mr. Ripley, the movie from 2000 with Matt Damon and Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow. So this is an eight-episode series, and I just watched it. It's pretty wonderful. Oh, I can't wait in the Patricia Highsmith books, and oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Something else I am so intrigued by, six triple A. Tyler Perry is taking on World War II. Tyler Perry is indeed taking on World War II, as is Kerry Washington. The six triple A Battalion I didn't know this, Jessica. Their war effort was sorting through a three-year backlog of undelivered mail and delivering the mail to American soldiers who were far from home. Their motto was no mail, low morale, and they delivered 17 million pieces of mail. Kerry Washington is the star of the movie, as I said, and the script is based on a 2021 article that was published in World War II History magazine. I find that so fascinating that this article published, like you said, in World War II History magazine is being adapted. And what a fascinating story that Tyler Perry is taking on. I mean, the idea of fulfilling that promise of undelivered mail, 17 million pieces, like you said, there's something so emotional about that. And Oprah Winfrey makes an appearance in the movie. Kerry Washington, Oprah Winfrey, next. I mean, done, exactly. Like, cannot wait, cancel my plans for the release. All right, well, Henry, all of those projects that we just mentioned are featured on Next on Netflix. So tell me again, is it a kind of a combo of little snippets of footage? What else are we going to see of these projects that we talked about and several others? Yeah, there are more than 30 projects in this trailer, Jessica. It is jam-packed. And so you'll see teasers from all of your favorite shows and the most anticipated movies. You can go to nextonnetflix2024.com to see the trailer. And then we have so much ancillary content both there and on todoom.com that you can read about these projects and watch other clips and what have you. And also, that's not even to mention so many other territories throughout the world are doing their own Next on Netflix presentations. So if you're a fan of K-dramas or if you're a fan of Latin American shows, there's something for everybody worldwide. So you can check that out on nextonnetflix2024.com. Amazing. And of course, all of the incredible coverage on todoom.com, where I know you and your staff will be breaking down everything that we see on Next on Netflix. So I'm so excited to read that as well. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, the staff has worked really hard on this. So check it out. That's going to do it for us. Next week, we're going to be talking about One Day, a series that so many people are looking forward to. Oh, Jessica, I can't wait for people to see this. There are short half hour episodes. You're going to love them. They go down very easily. They're based on the book by David Nichols, a 2009 novel that's one of my favorite books. It checks in on this one couple on the same day every year for about 20 years, every July 15th. And it's really magical and beautiful. And you see how these two people both grow into each other's lives and then move apart and how they just intersect in their families and their outer worlds. I just love it. And I want to live in this series. I can't wait to talk about it. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. It sounds part past lives, part Richard Linklater movies. This just sounds very delicious and perfect for the month of February. It feels very Valentine's Day adjacent. Perfect. Henry, I will see you next week. Bye, Jessica. Bye. 